to Rosary's Room. I'm so excited to have you here for episode two of season two. Today's episode is going to be a little different than my regular style because normally I write out a whole plan of what I'm going to say so I know like where the episode's going. But today I just didn't do that. I felt like I should just go with the flow for this one. So before I get into the topic of today's episode, which is self-care versus self-indulgence, I am going to just kind of give a little catch-up moment, you know, a little like what's been going on with me in the last two weeks. I have been watching a lot of YouTube. I have bleached my hair because I was binging Brad Mondo videos. I really wanted to dye my hair. And I think this kind of goes into the topic of the episode, but I wanted to get into this mindset of like doing things that I just have wanted to do for so long but I never did and one of them was bleaching my hair light blonde and dyeing my hair pink and I've attempted to do that in college but it never worked out well. I also wanted to shout out that I made a YouTube video about my natural hair history and it basically goes through like childhood, how my hair was damaged, it was straightened all the time, when I started wearing my hair natural, when I started dyeing my hair, a whole timeline of all the colors I've dyed my hair. So if you're interested in that and more like visual representation of what I'm talking about, you can check out my YouTube channel. It's Rosary Productions. I also post the podcast episodes on YouTube as well. Then I did actually bleach my hair. So right now it's a light brown orangey color and I'm just letting it be. I'm, you know, working on maintaining the health of my hair and repairing it after the breakage that comes with bleaching it. And I plan on bleaching my hair again. I don't know exactly when. I have to keep on gauging, like, how does my hair feel? It's been one week since I bleached my hair. I had to bleach it twice because I messed up the first time and the second time was really just to try and even it out because it was super patchy. It's been a week and I've been doing different protective styles and hair treatments throughout that week and my hair just now like yesterday I did a little wash and go and it finally feels like very soft very healthy not so dry in other news I started watching euphoria even though I said I wasn't going to and this also relates to today's topic because I know I said I wouldn't because I knew the show was triggering but I was just curious and I was like you know I feel like this show allows me to reflect a little bit on my teenage experience in high school so I what I did was I deliberately sought out spoilers so I knew what was going to happen in each episode because they're still coming out so I watched the episodes as they come out but I've deliberately spoiled myself so that I could be prepared in case there was any super triggering moments and honestly I find it to be like a new step of like progress almost because instead of just outright avoiding things that could be triggering for me, I have decided to knowingly interact with things that might be triggering and just see what happens and just kind of like take inventory of like, how do I feel after seeing this? Because Euphoria is a popular show right now and I do want to be involved in something that people are talking about by watching it, forming my own opinions. And I think it's a good step for me to find a way to interact responsibly with this type of media, knowing that it may, not even that it will necessarily trigger me, but it may because of certain things that I've been through in my life. But I have found it to be very interesting. And I know that in any moment, if I do feel triggered, I could just stop watching and I could also just read what happens instead of having to watch it. But without further ado, today's episode is about self-care versus self-indulgence. Now, why have I chosen this topic? 
well. <laughs> my plan for this season two was to go into more general, broad, mental health related topics. And self-care is something that I feel like has come up for me a lot in the last like two years of just trying to like heal and grow and like learn. I realized that in the past, before I started working on my mental health, I didn't know what self-care was and I had a very warped perception of it. And I feel like a lot of people do too because it's kind of normalized to not really understand how to take care of yourself. What do I mean when I say self-indulgence? I will give the example of me when I was like 18, 19. At the time, what I thought was self-care was buying candy and snacks and unhealthy food as a way of coping because it at the time it meant I'm going to go eat this thing that I enjoy because I feel crappy and because I'm choosing something that's making me happy I'm taking care of myself which isn't really true because these things were unhealthy they made me gain weight they would give me stomach aches and I also started having tooth sensitivity to overly sweet things so in a way, I'm not really taking care of myself. I'm actually unintentionally hurting myself in a way that I thought was coping with stress and college life, you know. But in a way, it was indulgence because it's not like I had one snack <laughs> that I enjoyed. It was like overindulgence in these things. And another one is one that I've been on the other side of when I used to work in sales slash retail kind of having customers say things like, I shouldn't buy this right now. Like, I have more important things to focus with my money. And of course, my job is to <laughs> try and convince people to buy stuff. I used to say things like, treat yourself or like, it's for you. It's self-care. I knew at the time that it was gross and manipulative. And when you really get down to the root of it, it's capitalism because I'm encouraged to speak this way to customers, even though now I feel a sense of guilt. But it is something to point out the fact that like, if you look at the bigger picture, capitalism is kind of the root of self-indulgence because we're being told like, yeah, take care of yourself, do things that make you feel good, such as spending money on businesses that will profit from your money and make you feel slightly better, but not really actually feel better. Yeah, so that's what self-indulgence is, right? So you're spending money on things that might make you feel good, but it's not permanent and it may not actually really help you in any way. It doesn't contribute to your actual well-being. Now I get to talk about self-care. Like what is real self-care at least to me? To be honest, when I first started trying to work on my mental health, I would think about myself like a sim because I used to play The Sims 4 a lot in college. And you know, The Sims have six little bars at the bottom of the screen. You have to take care of them for them to stay alive, you know? And their needs that you would have to take care of was hunger, so they need to eat to live, that's how humans work too. Their sleep, they need to sleep or else they'll literally pass out. Bladder, they need to use the bathroom or else they'll pee on themselves. They're social, so they need to interact with other sims or else they'll get sad. Fun is a need. And I remember playing The Sims a lot. I would just be like taking care of the basic needs, you know, go to work, work hard, get your money, get promoted. And they would be stressed out and their fun would be all the way down. They would actually get stressed and then they actually couldn't work anymore. And they would just like, you know, work the normal amount or like taking it easy would help them like get that fun need up, which I find interesting to talk about why fun and enjoyment is actually a need. Because like if you just 
aren't prioritizing your happiness, then you're not going to be happy, even if your needs are met. The sixth need that a sim has is hygiene. They need to shower or else they will smell bad. That's how I conceptualized my needs as a human around the time when I started working on my mental health. And so, yeah, I conceptualized my life like a Sims. I would make sure that I ate the appropriate amount of food in a day. I would shower once a day. I made sure I got eight hours of sleep. And that really helped me before I started actually, like, thinking about my self-care in a different way that was not based off of a video game. It is very true that making sure that you think about your human needs is very important. And also another important thing is checking in on yourself and saying like, hey, like, am I hungry right now? Did I shower today? Do I need to go outside and say hi to some people? You know, that was a very important skill of just checking in and realizing like, what do you need so that you can go fulfill those needs for yourself? Because nobody's going to ask you, hey, or maybe they will, <laughs> but not everybody asks you, hey, have you showered today? Hey, did you sleep enough last night? You know, I feel like it's, as adults, our responsibility to take care of ourselves because nobody's really going to do it for you. I definitely felt interested in making this episode because I've just been reflecting on that a lot. And my current self-care routine has expanded beyond, like, basic needs. And it includes, like, stretching, you know, a little full-body stretch routine. It includes reading. It includes, like, little hygiene habits, such as, like, shaving my legs, painting my nails, doing a face mask, doing hair masks to take care of my now damaged hair, things like that. I do kind of just want to like briefly touch on the fact that like while self-care is great at maintaining mental health, it doesn't, I gotta be careful how I say this, but I feel like personally it doesn't like, it's not the band-aid solution to make everything better. Like if you're stressed out because of external issues with like the pandemic or your job, or a certain relationship in your life, that taking a shower obviously isn't going to fix that, but it's going to make you feel a little bit better, you know? And where I am right now with my self-care is I feel like what it does is that it maintains me at a good point, like mentally, like I feel like I've, I can maintain a nice, neutral, positive mindset. Whereas if I like start to slip and I don't do my self-care, I just kind of slowly decline. So now I wanted to talk a little bit about like what is self-care even though I've kind of shared a little bit of how I used to see it but right now I'm going through a little article that was written on minimalism.co about 11 self-care activities to build into your routine. I'm not sponsored by minimalism.co I just was looking at this article trying to you know figure out a great way to have a routine because that's something I've struggled with. I did write out a whole I took this paper and I put seven columns for each day of the week and I wrote little tasks that I could do on each day of the week and some of them are simple like you know put new contacts in every other Monday some of them are like stretch I have meditate on there for like Mondays and Fridays I've got my face mask on Saturday I got my hair mask on Sunday things like that I feel like are good ways to maintain self-care anyway I got distracted from my article I was about to read because I feel like podcasts are more valuable when they teach you something. But I'm just kind of going to go through the list of the stuff that it says. This article breaks self-care down into two categories. There's routines for health and routines for wellness. So in our self-care routines for health, we have eat healthy. That responds with the hunger that I mentioned earlier. Hydrate enough. Drink water. 
I don't really ever track like if I did I drink enough water. It's winter with the dry air right now. I drink water. <laughs> I feel like I drink enough, and that's a habit that I maintained ever since um, summer 2020. I got really hot, and um, I don't know if I ever had heat stroke, but I know that I was sick, and I knew that dehydration was part of it. So since then, I started drinking water a lot more consistently. Are you eating enough? Are you drinking enough? Good questions to ask yourself. Next is sleep better, you know, having restful sleep. Definitely intentional rest is super important because there are times where I'm telling myself like, okay, I'm going to let myself just lie here for an hour and do whatever. And I usually am distracted by my phone. But sometimes I can notice that like I'm just not even comfortable when I'm lying down or I just still feel tense and I don't even feel like this is helping. And also just with sleep in general, having a sleep schedule. Now, in concept... It sounds easy, like just go to bed at 10 and wake up at 6 a.m. Or my personal goal is to go to bed at 11, wake up at 7, get out of bed by 7.30 so I can say bye to my family and parents before they go to school and work. It's hard because I stay having energy at night and I try to like drink chamomile tea sometimes, like wind down, prioritize like what can you do to make your bedtime routine more effective? What can you do to wake up? more effectively and I know <laughs> one easy way for me is to just like not open TikTok when I'm in bed and like stop getting out of bed at 10 a.m. when I could get up earlier so it's a lot to think about next is move regularly which is really good that's like not in the sims there's no exercise bar so this would be like have you spent the whole day in your chair hunched over looking at your computer have you been on the couch watching YouTube videos for five hours stuff like that I used to take walks last year even in the cold I was really first of all I was going through it and I was like you know what I need this outlet and sometimes going for a walk is a form of rest or self-care in the sense that like get out of your head get out of your screens and just like observe and like your mind can kind of go blank you just see a bird <laughs> And you're just like, wow, I actually do have a full body stretch incorporated into my weekly routine, even though I did just skip Saturdays. Sometimes you got to start out small. Moving on, manage stress. I feel like that goes into the rest category, but I think it's a, another thing of just like being aware of like, am I stressed right now? What can I do to feel better? Do I feel like, do I have a headache? Is my body tense? Can I just like take a second, take a breath? walk away from the stressful thing for a moment and just kind of like orientate myself. Do I do this? Kind of. Like I can sometimes acknowledge like I'm stressed and I think a great way is to journal. And I journal most days. Honestly, I feel fine not saying that I journal every day. I try as often as possible when I feel it. And honestly, I do limit my journals so that I don't feel overwhelmed. I just kind of am like one page. And if I want to write more, I write more. Next is avoid vices, things that you know are bad for you. Like if you have an addiction, you know, maybe like don't go drinking, don't do drugs, stop watching adult entertainment. If it's not helping you in any way, it's like just a distraction, it's just something that you can overindulge in with no limits, then maybe you should avoid it or lower that behavior. One thing that I have 
I'll, that I feel comfortable sharing is that I had made a boundary with myself of like stop being so involved in like drama based like gossipy type stuff. I I don't know. <laughs> it's like weird because like I don't think I'm the type of person who really cares that much about drama. But I just find myself in those like Snapchat little stories where it's like celebrity did something. And I always would like click on it, even if I didn't really care about those celebrities. Like I don't really follow many celebrities on Instagram or social media, but I always would just be like, ooh, I used to. So I had to tell myself like, stop it. And now like from on Snapchat, I just don't look at those, you know, and I get them in my like Google too and like Reddit, I see it like, and I have to tell myself like, stop. <laughs> like it doesn't help me in any way. And I feel like it's a major distraction and I don't get anything out of it. I don't think that I really enjoy it. It's more of a curiosity and a fear of missing out. And it's like, why do I feel afraid to not know what's going on with a celebrity whose work I don't even care about? It's so weird, but I've I've been mindful of that. And I can recognize that where that comes from is like fear of missing out. It's just a waste of time. Nothing good is coming out of it. Not helpful, not useful, just a distraction. And I don't need it. So that's something that I have to have that boundary with myself. Now we're winding down in the health section. Get checkups. Make your doctor's appointment is next. So get checkups. I'll admit I've been blown off my dentist. Okay, so this fall, this past fall, I was working so much that I was tired. And one day in the morning, I threw away my retainers after having braces in like eighth grade or something. I put my retainers in the trash without even realizing it until that night when I went to put on my retainers to go to bed and they weren't there. And I was like, oh my God, where did it go? I guess I threw them away. And since then, I still have not been to the dentist or orthodontist because part of me feels bad that I threw away my retainers. But now it's like the longer and longer I go without going to the dentist or orthodontist, my teeth are getting more and more not straight. And like, I have to learn to be fine with that because that was a mistake I made from a lack of self-care. One, I was not sleeping enough. I was very distracted by work. And I guess you could say stressed, but also I need to go to these doctors, this dentist, this orthodontist, but I just have been afraid. So I'm actively self-sabotaging my health. My teeth aren't messed up. Like I've never had a cavity, but my teeth are like getting messed up from not being retained straight. And like, I need dental surgery for like reasons outside of that. But like, I'm just so afraid and I've been being, I've been told that I need dental surgery for years and I'm too afraid. And also like the money cost, the physical cost of getting surgery, you know, on your body and in my mouth. And like, it's going to affect my eating. I've already struggled with my eating. I'm afraid. And just recognizing that. But I can't let that stop me from getting my teeth cleaned, you know. Next and last is stay safe. And that is making smart decisions and being aware of your surroundings. So that's something that I feel like I do a good job of simply because, I mean, back in that vices categories, I think I forgot to mention, I am sober. I've been sober for over a year. But of course that means saying no to going out drinking with people I may not know that well, even if like one person there I know, but like stuff like that. I'm not gonna go and stay out until 5 a.m. with you people because first of all, I'm sober. I'm not having, not to say I'm not having a good time, but like there's no need <laughs> to be out that late. <laughs> like again, cause then it's like 
are you out in the city? Are you out in the suburbs? You know, if I'm walking home at 3 a.m. in my hometown, I'm perfectly fine because everybody's asleep. It's literally so dark because all the lights are off. I have to use my phone flashlight, which is kind of scary. But, like, that goes to show that, like, nobody's doing anything at 3 a.m. in the suburbs. Now, 3 a.m. in New York, I would be scared because <laughs> there's people out there. And New York never sleeps. It is what it is. But stay safe. You got to know your environment that you're in. You got to know the type of people that are there. Okay, self-care routines for wellness. This is the second category. Keep in mind, I'm only reading the topics and just inserting my own thoughts here. And I'm, of course, going to link this so that you can read it. And like, maybe I'm wrong, but like, I don't think I'm wrong. First, we have be mindful. That kind of goes along with like the intentionalness of the things that you're doing and being aware of how you feel. Um, mindfulness is something that I learned in school. I actually took a class about holistic techniques and part of it was mindfulness and that taught me how to meditate there's like apps you can go on but like a great mindfulness practice is like you go on a walk and you just are aware of everything going on and it's great because you could do this throughout the seasons i've gone on walks in the winter and i've seen hawks and birds and i passed by a house with a bird feeder and i saw some really cool looking birds things like that and it just helps you appreciate life but also, it also helps with the previous categories of like staying safe. You're aware of your surroundings. I think that mindfulness can be great because sometimes I've definitely floated around life, just like disconnected it all in my head. And it's really good to get out of your head and just back into the environment and know like what's going on. So pursue purpose, staying aligned with like what you want to do with your life. What are things you're passionate about? How can you serve people, the community, like stuff like that create balance you gotta balance things out you can't focus too much on one thing and neglect other things you gotta just equally sprinkle your attention places nurture relationships that's that social need from the sims you gotta talk to people express yourself you gotta listen to people when they talk having relationships is so valuable and different types of relationships too a big thing that I've seen on TikTok is that it's okay for certain relationships in your life to not be enough and it's okay to like not feel like doing stuff yourself isolated from everyone else is enough because I've definitely experienced that and so there's different relationships like platonic is your friends familial is your family you can have romantic relationships or like mentor relationships with maybe someone you're not in your family but maybe they're in your career and they want to like pass knowledge on to you like stuff like that is so great and it's great to have different types of relationships in your life because you can be more fulfilled and it's all that to say, too, like, I could take care of myself. I could be aware of how I'm feeling, but sometimes that's not enough. I will still feel lonely even if I have a great time by myself and I learn to love myself and take myself on dates. But that's not a replacement for having people in your life. Like, humans aren't meant to be isolated and lonely. And I'm really passionate about that because I used to think, like, I need to just love myself and take myself out and get to know myself. And I feel like I've done enough of that where I'm just like, man... I am so great and I'm happy with myself, but like I haven't been able to relate to, to people in a way that reflects that and I haven't been able to expand and just like exist because an ultimate test of how well you know yourself is how you respond to situations that you're in that are outside of you. And sometimes like I admit, like even though I've done all this work, I haven't had that experience and like, you know, sometimes things happen and I immediately go back to that defense mechanism of like, dissociate and I'm really trying to get out of hermit mode this year and last on our list is laugh more I find this to be something like 
knowing what you enjoy. Do things that make you happy. Laugh more. I've laughed so many times throughout this episode because I just am enjoying myself. I am laughing because I enjoy being in my own presence. I have gotten to a point where I just like who I am. That's 13 different realms of self-care that you can focus on and use to take better care of yourself and feel good and feel great. Thanks for listening to me ramble and go on about self-care. I'm done. We did it. Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you next time in two weeks. All right. Bye-bye.